Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey everyone, this is the Neighborhood Watch. I am your host, Josh. Neighbors, on today's show, over the course of the weekend, four new schools joined the Big 12 Conference. Five things I'm looking forward to with all of these schools joining the league. Once again, the Neighborhood Watch here, part of Crystal Ball College Football, part of the 365 Sports Network. Find us on Twitter at NWPod365. You all can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Please, please, please subscribe to the channel. Our goal here should be 11,000 by the end of July in terms of subscribers. So make sure you help us. If you have not subbed already, please do so. Like the videos. That helps us spread this stuff around. Comment as well. And on that, uh, on those grounds, thank you all for everybody who sent in the nice notes over the course of the weekend. Mentioned on Friday's show. Uh, not, you know, I'm sure all of you saw it. My grandfather passed away this past weekend. Big gym neighbors. Uh, took me to Virginia Tech football games growing up. He is a big reason my dad loves sports. He is a big reason I love sports. That was tough to hear. But the good news is I'll be going home for the service, not this week, next week, right after Big 12 Media Days. So two of my favorite things get to be combined. Um, I get to see my family right after I go and cover Big 12 Media Days. So all that stuff is going to be together kind of, you know, in a five-day stretch, which is great. But I just wanted to say thank you all for all the great notes. We love and we miss him. He was a uh, pillar for us and can't wait to celebrate his life a couple weeks. So shout out to Big Jim. Shout out to all of you all for the notes that you all sent. Let's do this thing, guys. So on July 1st uh, at midnight, for some folks it was Eastern, for some folks it was Central, for some folks it was Mountain, and then I know some of you all are still on the West Coast, so they're big, fan, big 12 fans everywhere. But wherever you were, uh, if you have a new team coming in, congratulations. If you're just a fan of the Big 12, Congratulations as well. We have a new school, uh, four new schools rather, in the league. BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, Houston are all now officially members of the Big 12 Conference. And with that, I wanted to discuss just a little bit about this league and five things that I'm looking forward to. First, not a thing on this list, but just think about where we were once again after the Oklahoma and Texas news came down. A lot of concern about the future of this league, and rightfully so, the future of this league, the health of it, would it be around, would it be poached? And I know we've got some big, uh, you know, big long-term concerns, at least about the future of college athletics and where college football is headed, but ESPN and Fox are invested until 2030, and so you feel pretty good about the league's chances of survival, at least up to that point, and I think we all feel good about it, you know, beyond that as well, but um, just kind of always a reminder of where we were where we're headed. All right, let's do five things here. So number one, new fan bases. This is why this is number one, because the outreach from you all from these fan bases and from other fans as well has been tremendous. I've had people bugging me to get UCF people on. I've had Jake Hatch on. The BYU response has been great. Uh, Houston folks have loved my Kevin Eschenfelder interviews, whether it was Locked on Big 12, whether it was, you know, wherever else. Uh, you all have responded well to that. And the Cincinnati folks have been fired up and excited as well. And so 
this is what it's all about. It's all about the fan bases, right? It's all like, it's all about people watching. It's all about eyeballs. It's why we're doing the big time TV exercises that we're doing right now. It's all about watching, supporting, loving college sports, especially college football and college basketball because of their place in our sporting society. College football is the second most popular sport in this country. And these four fan bases, I think the big 12 has got a lot of hopes for what they represent. Um, and, I'll say this, you know, I think when I think about the new fan bases coming in, the BYU fan base is one that I think the first one that really comes to mind because of the attachment to the school for reasons outside of, you know, uh, just going to school there. I mean, think about this, my, you know, my grandfather from Pennsylvania, uh, never been to Indiana a day in his life, was a big Notre Dame fan because he went to church every Sunday. He was a Catholic. He owned a lot of Notre Dame gear, and that's why, and that's a lot of folks out there like that, you know, there's, there's just common cause, something to root for. It's a reason to cheer for. And they've got, you know, they, they stand for some stuff that you care about values that you care about. And that's things you can get behind. And uh, you know, I know people's mileage on religion may vary, but it's great that the folks have something they can common cause celebrate. I think that's tremendous. I think that's fantastic. And so um, that fan also just some of the nicest people. I mean, BYU folks are some of the nicest people out there. They're loving, awesome, supporting fan base. The other side of the large fan bases, the UCF fans, boy, you all have been a rowdy bunch on the social medias, on the Twitters and whatnot. That fan base is tremendous. That fan base is excited. Houston and Cincinnati as well, but I think about those two fan bases, just the opportunities they present. And, you know, those fan bases, I think, you know, interest and in, uh, spending and whatnot can carry you uh, in addition to the things that your universities bring. So that's number one on this list. Number two, who will pop? Who will pop? That can be a short-term thing. That can be a long-term thing. So I'll tell you, I'll give you all an example. TCU just popped. TCU just popped in 2022. And then obviously in 2023, when the championship game took place, TCU popped. And not just, not just in football, guys, but basketball, TCU is popping. In baseball, TCU is popping. I think the women's tennis team had another, another great year, right? Their women's soccer team, I think, has been pretty good in the past, too. TCU is popping across the board. And look, it took them a while to pop. They had opportunities along the way, but eventually they did. And that's what I'm curious about is which one of these schools will climb the ladder? I always think about the great Jim Ross, the announcer, uh, calling Jeff Hardy, climbing the ladder. It says, climb the ladder, kid. Make yourself famous. So I think of which Big 12 team is going to climb that ladder? New Big 12 team is going to climb that ladder. Which Big 12 team will do it first? And that can be something like beating the Texas Longhorns. That can be something like making, an, uh, making a college football playoff while in the Big 12 conference. And obviously, UCF has had an undefeated season. Cincinnati has had, you know, they basically had two seasons of work they had to put in to prove they belonged. And once again, guys, if you look at that Alabama result, the one that uh, Cincinnati had against Alabama, that's a much better accounting of themselves than many schools have made against the Crimson Tide across time. They belong to be there. But which, which one can do it in the Big 12 conference? Because things get more challenging, right? Which one of these schools will be the first? I mean, you know, talk about pop. Which one of these schools will be the first to win? And I know the Big 12 basketball tournament's a big deal, and, and Houston could do it, you know. Uh, but if you all know me about my, how I see things, I want to see which Big 12 school, new Big 12 school, can win the Big 12 championship outright regular season. 
regular season because I want to see which of these Big 12 schools can run that gauntlet, can play a lot of these schools home and away in hoops and measure themselves up. I think a lot of folks would say Houston has the best chance to do it. You are not, uh, you're not wrong, right? Houston, by far, I think, with their track record and whatnot, has the best chance of doing it. But Houston's got to play in the American Athletic Conference. So you switch off, switch out a tough night at, at Tulane, and I don't know Tulane's had some success last year, but you exchange the SMUs, the two lanes of the world, you put in now a Texas Tech and a West Virginia. You know, you exchange uh, you know, Oklahoma State takes the place of Navy. You know, just things like that. It gets a lot more difficult in football and basketball. So who can pop is a big question. And once again, pop can be win the conference championship. Pop can be a single game thing. But who's going to pop? Which ways are they going to pop? The struggle. The struggle. That's The struggle is going to happen. More likely than not, that's going to be more of what we see. Success is not linear. I think a lot of us forget this, especially when we're dealing with college kids, right? You know, I think a lot of people, like, like Baylor's a good example, right? Under Dave Aranda, success is under, I mean, the last 15 years for Baylor, success, not a straight line, right? Uh, great success, great heights that they reach with Art Bryles, massive low lows for off the field stuff, obviously. High highs when you bring a guy like Matt Rule in there. And then Dave Aranda has experienced both the highs and the lows as a head football coach at Baylor. The highs and the lows, they're going to happen for all of these programs. Uh, the struggles are going to be happening. I'm excited to watch the struggles. I'm excited to see, okay, how do we deal with the week in, week out grind? Uh, are you going to see, you know, uh, this is, and this is not just exclusive to new teams, but Texas, my God, the five and seven Longhorns back from 2021. Not built for the grind in a single week. Not built for it throughout the season. Last year's team steadily improved. We'll see what happens in the future for them. Dave Aranda, one high year, one low year. Or one low year, one high year, one you know, middle of the middle of pack year. What happens next? Like, How do these schools adjust? How do these schools find themselves in the Power 5 ranks? How do they find new ways to recruit and to recruit in the places where they are playing now? and to beat certain schools and to deal with, you know, uh, new challenges of playing in more difficult environments, more packed environments. How do they deal with those things? I am very interested. I am more interested in the struggle than I am the successes because the struggles will ultimately lead to those successes. I was actually just talking to somebody a couple days ago. I, uh, I work for broadcasting camps and uh, some of the kids I've, you know, become pretty good friends with. And, some of those kids go off to college and a lot of them ask me, all right, Josh, I actually had one come back to Little Rock recently. Uh, Dalen goes to Ole Miss, works with Stephen Willis over at Locked on Ole Miss sometimes and just asks about, hey, what, like, how do I manage you know, college, you no know, tips or anything? And the struggles are always the best teacher, always. Success, yes, but usually you reach the success by learning through the struggle. Learning what not to do is sometimes the best teacher of, or best guide to finding your way what to do. And so guys like Dana Holgerson have had that experience. Guys like Gus Malzahn have been in power five coaches. You know, they, they, they might have, and Scott Satterfield too. What can they take? Um, what will they learn about, you know, what's changed in the power five ranks since they've been there? What do these athletes need to do? You know, I mean, I think there are going to be some places where, you know, you're going to see uh, schools lose out in terms of recruiting. How do they say, okay, it's, uh, you know, we heard about facility X, Y, or Z, 
uh, you know, that, that certain school in the Big 12 has that we don't have? How do we counteract that? How do we make our whatever it is better to entice these kids to come play for our school, for our institution? Things like that. I'm excited to see how these schools manage those struggles, those failures, and keep going forward. New matchups. I'll put new rivalries in all of this as well. But new matchups. Who is not excited for some of these things that might, you know, might become these fantastic rivalries? Houston versus Baylor. Houston versus TCU. Houston versus Texas Tech. Houston versus Kansas in basketball. BYU versus Baylor. BYU versus TCU, the holy war aspect of this, right? Uh, you know, you want to see teams up towards the top. All right, what if a rivalry develops? Because both these teams have been towards the top of the league for a while. You know, UCF, West Virginia, because those are the two, two more Eastern schools, you know? Uh, UCF and Iowa State. What if Twitter wars persist during them? It's like, man, we just want to kick those, kid, those guys' asses. We're going to kick those guys' asses in, in, in this sport, in, this, in that sport. New rivalries. I'm, I'm excited to see those. New, and fresh matchups. I mean, who's not opposed? You know, it's, it's great to play the same teams every single year, but the fresh matchups that we're going to get. The different time slots. We, you know, we'll talk about this more later on in the week, but the Friday night games for the Big 12, those intrigue me so much. I'm so glad they're doing it because this is a league that needs to find new ways to stand out. Friday night games are a way to stand out. Maybe they do some of those marquee games on those Friday nights as a way to try and stand out. These are all opportunities that are now available to the Big 12 Conference. These are now ways, you know, new matchups, new ways to do it. And uh, I think they'll get creative, and I'm excited to see. And look, we don't know how rivalries will develop at all. We've got no clue, but I'm excited to see what they do, what they look like. And you never know what kind of incidences, what kind of comments can set things off in a different direction. I'm fired up to see the first coach in whatever sport it is, says, you know what, this this league isn't really as tough as we thought or whatever, you know, it just fire up after a post game because I think you're going to hear a lot of respect, generally speaking. You know, maybe Big 12 Media Days, Dana Holgerson says, you know, I've been here before. I'm not afraid. I've been I've been here before, you know. The guy in Donovan Smith, the quarterback who's been here before, not afraid of, of this challenge, of this league. I'm excited for all of those things due to the intrigue that it, it, it creates because, look, a lot of these conferences, yeah, there's movement now, but, you know, like USC versus Michigan is going to be awesome. It's going to be great. We're all excited for that. But mostly a lot of folks have been like USC versus Rutgers, UCLA versus Maryland. Those top games will be excited. But the Big 12, everybody feels like the competitive level is kind of in the same zone. So there's a bit, you know, and once again, they cannot provide matchups like Michigan, uh, Michigan, you know, or UCLA, Michigan State, or UCLA, Ohio State, whatever it is you want to take. But the matchups that this conference can now provide on a more consistent basis, I think will end up being more fun than like, Oh, USC is going to play Rutgers, Indiana, Purdue, Iowa, you know, all those kinds of things. Like those aren't exciting to me as kind of the, and once again, Fox said this now, once again, I know that big 10, you know, is, it's different playing, different level of money, all those kinds of things. But the competitive nature of the big 12 is why a company like Fox wanted to be involved. So it's, more competitive matchups, it feels like, across the board, um, you know, than some other leagues have with some other realignment that's happening right now. Oklahoma, Oklahoma and Texas, they're going to create awesome matchups there too, but it's not like these suck. It's not like these games are bad. It's like, ah, you know, whatever, Houston, Kansas. And you know what, UCF, BYU, who gives a rats, you know, you know what. No, it's interesting. Stuff's interesting. Oklahoma State goes to UCF, and who cares at all? You know, West Virginia goes to, uh, you know, goes to Houston, Dana Holgerson Bowl. That's not interesting at all, right? Uh, 
People are interested in this stuff. They are. Big 12 is America. All right? It's July 3rd. Tomorrow is July 4th, 4th of July. The Big 12, guys, is about as American as it gets. And you might say, well, yeah, Josh, they're adding three American conference teams. Ha, hilarious. No. American in the sense of this, guys. You know, we have this idea of ourselves that, hey, America gets knocked down. Pull yourselves up by your bootstraps. Go do something. That is what the Big 12 did. And they did it by saying, sorry, Bob Bowlesby. We need, well, number one, Bob Bowlesby goes and grabs more teams after getting knocked on his ass. Yes. And the Big 12 said, all right, well, what are we not doing? We need somebody who's more forward thinking at the helm. We need somebody like a Brett Yormark. So they have brought big time businessman Brett Yormark to the Big 12 to help conduct business, to have, you know, to have a guy who's a TV guy, to have a guy who's an ideas guy who's throwing up UConn and Gonzaga to the league and Big 12 Mexico to the league. And so you know what they're saying? All right, look, man, we're, we found common cause. These are schools that have been left over. We found a different kind of guy who's a leader. We're going to marry that with the things that make this conference great already, the fans, the institutions, the schools, the identity. We're going to keep mixing it up. It's just we've guys, we've got everything we've got. Yes. We're based in Texas. Yes. Going to Mexico makes sense because that's what we're going to, we're going to see BYU in Mexico, right? Because of the great LDS community there, this conference is going to marry, you know, new crazy fun ideas with things like, you know, old Texas, you know, uh, Texas shootouts and big 12 games and things like that. Like it's, it's going to be all of it. It's going to be new ideas. It's going to be different people from different places. Same old sports. We love though. Same old, you know, same old logos like Texas tech and Oklahoma state and same rivalries like TCU and Baylor, same sunflower showdown in basketball, same things like that, you know, Kansas city for the big 12 championship, uh, you know, for, for, for basketball power and light. So Iowa state fans can get hammered before all the games, all of that will remain the same to some extent, but you add some new wrinkles and that's like pretty American. It's very American what the Big 12 is and trying to find new ways to get an edge because look, you know, it's, I heard an ad for uh, Mint Mobile, Ryan Reynolds wireless company. Hey, everybody hike their prices up. We're going to raise them down because you know what? If we have just more people, that'll be a good way for us to kind of bridge a gap. Different ways of doing things. Innovation meets some of the same old stuff that we like as always. And you hope that that, and, and also trying to add more members too. That is American. The Big 12 conference is a very American entity because it had to adapt or it would have died. And it's adapted very, very well. Those are the five things I'm thinking about right now as these new schools are joining in. Let me know what you all think in the comments below about what I've said. If you all agree, if you all disagree, the things that you are most excited to about uh, excited to see about a new Big 12 conference. I want to know. Once again, leave those in the comments below. That will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show at NWPod365. Find us wherever you get your podcast and here on YouTube as well. Please like the videos. Please subscribe to the channel as well. All right, folks, we'll talk to you tomorrow on July 4th. We'll have our TCU preview. That'll be our July 4th show, our TCU preview. It's my gift to you all on a holiday.